Welcome back to A Fish on a Fish Line. Your host, the former face of junior college baseball, the fall American, Johnny Junson. We're here with a special guest. He is a massive prospect for the Texas Rangers. It is my pleasure to welcome Cody Freeman to the Fish on Official podcast. How are we doing, brother? Doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, my man. Of course, man. And like I said, credit to Sam Huff for actually making this possible. I texted Sam Huff and I said, listen, man, I need Cody Freeman on the podcast yesterday. Let's get it done. Sam Huff got it done. And I got to ask you about Sam Huff. Is he the big dog on campus now that he made that big league debut? Oh, yeah. Sam's Sam's definitely the big dog. Everyone looks up to him. And like guys like that, you think are like, you know, would be like coming off a little like, oh, he's a big leader type thing. But no, that's not Sam. Sam's like one of the hardest working guys I know. And I'm not trying to just gas him up because that's my boy, but like, he's one of those guys, you know what I mean? And one thing I didn't realize about him, because I always do this tweet about like thickness to mashing ratio. So the thicker you are, in my opinion, the more you mash on the baseball field. Sam's a thick boy. No, I mean, I I didn't realize this when I was interviewing him because I only saw like shoulder up. But when I was watching him, I'm like, my my guy's slim thick. Is he one of the thickest guys in the Rangers organization? Has to be. I I would definitely say top three, like. Uh, thick is an understatement that dude is just like built like he is a lineman like not not even like he's not even like fat or anything like that but he is just a thick boy he is a big guy and i feel bad for guys like that that are massive <clears throat> massive prospects because he if he goes around texas there's no way he could probably walk around because everyone's gonna be like that guy's a pro athlete like yeah. it's probably oh, insane yeah. for him to go around oh yeah I, I was walking around with him one time and i think it was arlington i was and sam's like should i put my hood on i was like yeah you know what you should. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's a power move, man. That's when you know you've made it when you're like walking around the home city of your team and you're like, man, I kind of got to wear a hoodie. Because I was talking about it with uh, Josh Fuentes, who's cousins with Nolan Arenado. It's probably mentioned every time he plays, but he told me it's like Nolan Arenado. It's kind of like it, it sucks to walk around. It's just like everyone's yeah. everyone knows who you are. But Sam Huff, man, I mean, the guy hit like I think 360 last year in the show. He's yeah. a oh, dog, yeah. man. How, how did you guys become kind of close? Oh, we became close when I actually, like, so when I got drafted by the Rangers, I, like, I kind of knew about him and stuff like that. And then we met in spring training. And then I just recently developed into a catcher from, because I got drafted as a middle infielder and uh, recently got converted into a catcher about, say, like, in November. And then we got even closer then because he helped me out a lot behind the plate and stuff like that. And then uh, and then I went to Arizona a few times. We hung out. We just got super close. Okay, so how does the team approach that like to you? How do they say, listen, man, I mean, you're a good middle infielder, but we're just going to bang that. Like, you're, you're, you're behind the dish now. Like, how does the team yeah. approach you with that? Because like, you probably were a guy that was like the star shortstop, star, star second baseman in high school. You were like making all the plays, and then they just kind of come up to you and they're like, listen, man, you're a catcher now. Yeah, it was, it was like five months ago in Instructs, and um, one of the head guys like brought me off. One, one week left, brought me off to the side and said like, hey, we want to, Actually, I heard it from my agent first. He's like, hey, what do you think about catching? I'm like, hmm, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> let's give it a shot. Like, I was like, okay. And then um, the next day, they had catcher's gear for me. And um, with one week left to instructs, it's like a little camp. And we have three games left. And they put me right behind the plate in a game within two days. Jesus and, Christ. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I tell people that. And they're like, no way. I'm like, yeah, they're right away. And then uh, they brought me off to the side after. And then, like, I guess they're impressed type of thing for, like, the first time. And then kept working this offseason. And now. You could be honest. You could be honest here. Just give us your most embarrassing moment you've had behind the plate. Have you got crossed up pretty bad? Or have you let a pass ball that was just not even close? Like, shouldn't have been a pass ball go? Like, what's the most embarrassing moment Cody Freeman's had behind the dish? Oh, yeah. It was actually 
four days, four, four days ago. And mind you, my season, season started May 4th. So just recently started. And mind you, these are my first professional catching games. And I had a catcher's interference on say, four <laughs> days, four days ago. So I reached out too far, catcher's interference. And a manager comes out screaming at the umpire. And I'm just sitting there like, man, I just had a catcher's interference and he didn't know it. And like, he's arguing for me and I'm just sitting there. And then everyone after like, Hey, did that, did that hit you glove? I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I would see, and honestly, you gotta respect those type of managers because I would have did the same shit if I was a manager, yeah. even, oh, yeah. even if I'm in the wrong. Were you one of the guys that were like, I don't know if you see this. It's like a funny commercial where the kids like the ball goes out of bounds and he's like, I touched the coach and they lose oh, the okay. game. <laughs> what, you, you don't want you don't want to be that kid, right? You don't want to be that kid telling oh, the coach like, uh, skip, right. like the ball hit my glove. I mean, the, the bat hit my glove, yeah, man. I don't that, know what that, to tell you. That sportsmanship commercial. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Everyone's like, I was. I shake my head every time I see that commercial. I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> yeah, no. There's there, there's certain levels to being sport uh, like a sport like a good sport about it. But where are you at right now? You in South Carolina? You said or North Carolina, right? North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I'm playing for the Downey Wood Ducks. What a what a name. What a name. Uh, I, I, love I, I love minor leagues, man. I love the names. That's just an electric name. So did you know you were kind of going there before the season started? I did. So like when, and during big league camp, one of the guys up top told me I'll be starting here. It's new position, that type of stuff. And then funny how you mentioned like the names, like I'm a wood duck and my brother who's in double A, he's, he's a rubber duck. <laughs> yeah. I, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I mean, I'm a big fan of Tyler Freeman. Absolutely. We've had a lot of Indian guys on the show, humble brag, but that I think I DM'd him by the way. So you got to text them and just be like, just make it seem like it's just like, Whoa, you didn't come on the show. Like just make it seem like he big league me because I love, oh, yeah. I, I, I love, I love the, just be like to him, yo, have you been on the official official? Like, just mention it like he like he should have been on it. Like, just be like, yeah. have you been on the official official podcast? He's like, what? No. Are you serious? Like, just just make him feel bad about it. And then we'll I figure know, out getting Tyler thought. Freeman on the pod. We're a brother's show. I mean, we had both the Bishop brothers on the pod. So uh, we're just kind of growing the brand here. But let's let's go into your brother and you. I mean, when you guys were kids, were uh, you guys just the dominant brothers that were just embarrassing little kids on the field? Like, were you just those two dudes? Because you had to be. I mean, fourth round, the number two prospect for the Indians. Yeah, no, we uh, just growing up, I think from uh, up until we hit middle school is when we had to switch, like go separate ways on different teams. But playing with them, like for that long, was just, it was fun. Like everyone knew that, like, it was like, oh, they're brothers type of thing. Like we got, we came off that vibe that, like, we're definitely brothers because that's how close we were. And, um, and then high school played our last two years together. And then 2017, we won our CIF championship at Dodger Stadium. And uh, that was a great way to end it, like playing with him. And then now in spring training, I played against him twice. Yeah. And first, first time got the got the dub, but second time he uh, he took that one. And can you? Hey, what's a moment you saw of your brother where you were kind of in awe? Because obviously, this guy's the number two prospect, I believe, or number three prospect for the Indians. He's a massive name in the minors. He's mashing. He's carving. He's he's a guy that Cleveland Indians fans are like have hope for. So yeah. what's have you? What's a moment where you saw your brother in high school or wherever, and you were just like, Jesus Christ, this guy's a freak. Uh, honestly, like it was. There's two moments. There's one senior year in, during that championship game is when he got a base hit to right field to take the one zero lead. I'm like, like, man, my brother's actually like, this dude's legit. And then, <laughs> and then recently, because because I'll never give that dude credit. We, we go back and forth all the time, yeah. like, and uh, but. Recently in spring training, we're playing the, the Indians and the dude had one like 400 feet left center gone. I'm like, where'd this power come from? Because that 
all, all this kind of stuff. And then uh, I was like, man, I think this kid's ready for the show. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, hats off to him. That dude, he, he hits. And I say this to all the brother combos. If I was your parents, I would be the cockiest human beings of all time. I mean, you have two kids. Yeah, no, that's, that's like totally opposite of my parents. Like, Do they just not even acknowledge the fact like to their friends or whatever that their two sons are like potential big leaguers? Because I would be, I would mention it every conversation. It'd be <laughs> my, maybe on like the back of my car or my license plate. Like two future big leaguers. Like on the back of your car sticker. <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> sons play. My sons are going to play in the show. Like that would be on the back of my whip. So are no, your, what are your parents like? like it's never like they'll bring it up first. If people bring it up, yeah, they'll talk about it. But like, it's that they're never like, the, like, you know, my my son plays for this, my son plays for that. So like, they're just totally opposite of what you just said. They're, and they're like so supportive, and they come out to a lot of games. Like my, their parents are going out to my brother's game next week, and then when we go to Myrtle Beach, I think in June they're coming out. Okay. No, I mean that's that's electric. Just kind of, are your parents like at, at the point where they kind of. You guys obviously both signed for a pretty good amount of money, but are your parents like the ones where it's like, listen, Cody, Tyler, you can't be buying stupid shit. No more Louis V bags. Like what, what, what are your parents like with the money you're signing bonus uh, and stuff? So, so me and my brother are totally two different people, two different styles. Like my brother's like very, very like just normal, basic, and I'll, I'll do some, I'll do some cool outgoing stuff, but um, I never made purchases in high school and stuff like that. Like obviously, cause I didn't have, have the money. Um, but within two weeks once I signed I went to Scottsdale Fashion Square and I bought some Gucci shoes and I posted them on my Snapchat and obviously my sister has me on Snap and my brother and some way I got to my parents and then my dad my dad called me he called my financial advisor and he was like chewing me out and like just like letting me have it I'm like, ah, this this is like my first, this is like my first big purchase. Like, man, I feel good. Like, just yeah. give, let me little, get a little treat once in a while. He's like, and he was just letting me have it. But like, yeah, I still have those shoes and everything's normal. Do you get roasted for those shoes? Like, do you wear them to the clubhouse and stuff like that? Um, I haven't worn them yet to the clubhouse, but like, I'll wear them when I go out. But, but yeah, no, I, you look, you gotta look drippy. But I respect that purchase. So, would you say that was like the dumbest thing you ever bought was just Gucci shoes? And your dad just immediately looked at it and was like, this kid's done to me <laughs> like, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, my dad almost said like like he's like you want to start buying stuff like that you know what go buy go buy go live with someone else like that that's how <laughs> <laughs> what did your brother say because your brother obviously like you said he's like a plain dude just kind of dresses normal probably like an athletic fit and all that he kind of stuff same thing, same thing. just stupid purchase dude what are you doing like <laughs> it, was, it was like i had my whole family get to be, except my sister but like i had like my whole family gets to be like Credit to the sister for understanding the drip. I actually respect exactly. that. Exactly. You got to have a little bit. Did, what else um, did you get? Like, did you get a car or anything like that? Yeah, I have a, I have a car and uh, I'm still living with my parents right now, but planning to move out here uh, with the next couple of years. What kind of car are you ripping around in? Uh, I got a Hemi Charger. Okay. Jesus Christ. All right. That's what I mean. So you're pulling up to those kids that you went to high school with. Like they're seeing you in the winter and like, man, this, this, this guy made it. I mean, I'm work. I'm an accountant or something. I'm going to, I'm working marketing at school and these kids ripping around in a heavy charger. What was your high school time like, man? Because obviously you and your brothers were the big dogs on campus. You like, you mentioned your team won the state championship or something like that was, was just like the baseball guys there, just the top dogs of the school. Or did you have other athletic programs that were nasty? No, no, we were no, we we're known for baseball and for sure basketball. Our basketball teams known like top twenty in the country yeah. every single year. But our our group was pretty special. Like 
we're a group that like kind of all grew up together playing like little league, all that kind of stuff. And we ended up being there senior year or his senior year, my sophomore year. We all ended up being together on that one last year. And uh, it was a special group. We had like five guys committed D1s and then two guys, my brother and a guy named Stephen Rivas got drafted out of high school. And uh, but Stephen ended up going to college. And um, but yeah, no, that, that group was special. I mean, that, that's just that, that team would just absolutely destroy probably majority high school teams. But <laughs> where were you committed to out of high school? I was committed to Baylor, Baylor University in Texas. Um, was, we just always had a Texas thing. Like my brother was committed to TCU. And go Frogs. Uh, yeah, go Frogs. And uh, I was committed to Baylor, but we always had family out there. My dad, my dad's side lives out there. So we were always had a connection with Texas. And uh, when I got the offer there, I, I liked it, liked the coaching staff. Everybody was cool there. So pulled the plug on them how shook were they when they realized like we're not gonna actually get this dog like he's going to the show like he's he's going to the texas rangers fourth round he's signing for a lot he's gonna be ripping around in a hemi charger he's not coming to us how did you break the news to them um that i mean it was on tv the draft obviously so like second i got drafted my phone's like obviously blowing up and he was the head coach is the first one to call me and like ask like hey what are you what are you, what are you doing i said like i'm gonna let you know for sure um with the next couple of days and then i called them like that night or the very next night and they were they were respective of my decision they said like you better go make it type of thing uh, and i was like motivated me so i mean now my cousin who's the same like age as me yeah he he played ball at dallas baptist and now he's currently at baylor okay all right so yeah. i so so pretty much the coach kind of lit a fire under your ass he's like listen man like you better make it because you're just yeah. you're you're not going to one of the best baseball schools in the country but what other schools were looking at you like did you do any visits were you partying were you having a good time at some schools like texas who was ringing yeah. the doorbell yeah no it was um so i committed super early like i believe beginning of my sophomore year and it was never like baseball is kind of different than football it's not like you go to like official visits and go like you have like a, a top maximum of five schools type of thing but um so yeah I, I went on i went to see unlv they offer like saint mary's offer but like i never went out to like go go see those campuses because i was super young and like yeah. i was in rush of this recruiting process and then i went to baylor and just to go look around type of thing and then they invited me out to a camp played at a camp and then um they offered me right after, but obviously on my official visit at Baylor right before uh, I was planning to go there, it was it got, it got a little fun. So you were a sophomore committed to one of like the best D1s. Were you just a big dog on campus in high school? Like were the kids on the baseball team or even on the varsity team, I'm assuming you were on it, looking at you that weren't committed yet being like, man, this kid, fuck this kid, dude. This kid committed to <laughs> Baylor as a sophomore. Like what was going around, man? Were you just known as that guy, like the, the future guy that's going to be going to Baylor or going to the draft? Uh, honestly, like when if you'd ask me that question my sophomore year, I'd say definitely no because I had my brother and a couple other D1 guys on campus and on the, on, on the team. But, like, after that, like, my brother was obviously the captain the first couple of years, and then I just took over that role my, my junior and senior year and uh, tried to help out the guys as much as possible. But. Yeah. Okay, so let's go back into your brother here because, obviously, I have a funny story about what my brother. When we were younger, we were pretty competitive. We were playing MLB The Show. Or, no, MLB The Big, so he had a home run off me, and I remember I just didn't anger – because I have anger management. I just oh, turned around and just – I just turned around and just right-hooked him for no reason at all. He had a home run on me. What's like a funny story that you have between you and your brother where it's like just just being stupid little kids competitively? Yeah, no. So we had a cage in our backyard when we were younger. 
And every time we went out there to hit together, it would end up bad because like I, he would feed me bad or he would, <laughs> or I would try to tell him how to hit or like vice versa. <laughs> and my mom tells the story all the time. She's like, she's like, one time she's cooking dinner and you could see from her, the kitchen, like all the way in the back, because we had a pretty big, big backyard. Like you could see from far distance. And she said one day she just saw us on the ground, like tumbling and rolling. And she had to run out there and call my dad. And, uh, and then there's one story where like throwing it to him and then he threw the bat at me. I, I dodged it and I threw a ball. And next thing you know, we're playing dodgeball with like bats and balls. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking incredible, man. I mean, that's like, that's just what brothers do, especially back in, like, obviously now it's more like a video game stuff like that. But back in the day, we used to just go outside and we would just legit UFC fight. Like we would get mad over the dumbest shit. Like I called him out at home or I called him safe or he called me safe when I was just some weird shit. We would just fight yeah, over the no, dumbest anything, shit ever. Anything but, competitive will tick you off. With, what do you, what do you guys do now? Like, like competitively, obviously besides baseball, you guys playing golf against each other. Like what's the deal there? He, he's he's a big golfer now i'm not like i'm i suck at golf i've golfed twice and both of them are like a 130 140 and it's like i'm horrible but um yeah he's starting to get into it but competitive wise we'll play i'm with the show like in the off season and our recent one it was put 50 bucks on it and he's up like four to one in the last inning he, he's, he's he's in front of his buddy too and um so next you know i have nolan arenado hits me a grand slam and my brother was talking the whole game too. And the next, you know, I, I started going crazy, started going crazy. <laughs> and he's sitting there like all depressed and like staring at the screen. And I won. And he didn't, he didn't, he didn't pay me. And uh I kept rattling him. And then I was like, hey dad, dad, tell this dude to pay me. And then my dad got on him, just like jokingly though. <laughs> and uh he ended up he ended up sending it. <laughs> That's electric. But yeah. it, it, it'll take someone to tell him to send it. Like he would not send it because he wouldn't let his ego go that he's sending his brother fifteen dollars. Well, you mentioned your brother's a big golf guy, and I'm assuming he's good at it now. Is he just one of those guys where he could pick up any single sport and just be a dog at it? Yeah, but not golf. He's not. He thinks oh. he's good. Oh, he's not gonna go. So what about football? Like, were you guys on the football team as well in high school? So, some funny story. I wanted to play football my whole life. And Pops never let me because just due to injuries and stuff. But it was still like, I was like, come on, dad, just let me play one year, one year. Never, never let me. But I thank him and hate him for it. So, yeah. So, so what were you in football? Like, what, what position were you in football? No, no. When I, if I was going to play. Okay. Okay. Never, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, I misheard that. So, what, what, what position do you think you would be in football? Like, would you be a D, like, would you be a wide, wide receiver? Cause you're, you're a quick dude, obviously. So, yeah. What else would you, what would you be? I, I like I always thought of like being a safety or running back, one of the other two. Because I yeah. think if I slot, I, I feel like I'm too. I'm five nine, so I feel like slots are like six four five. No, we'll say you're five ten. We'll say you're five ten and a half. Yeah, That's five, what I'm gonna put in the bio of the interview. I'm gonna say Cody Freeman. Uh, we discussed how why he's five foot ten and a half. Yeah. No, I'm just used to saying five nine. Honestly, I'm five ten. I, I'm just used <laughs> to saying because it's been so long, you know. <laughs> I always get roasted uh, for saying that I'm five eleven when I'm probably five ten, maybe a little bit shorter. But I always get roasted for it. But I, I think we're tall kings. I'm gonna say you're five ten and a half, just to put I put like on the that. bio of the interview. But so being a short dude like that, I feel like you're kind of meant to be a catcher. No, like that's kind of yeah. like the best position. Yeah, no, it's just I've I've heard that growing up too. Like one of my coaches when I was younger played travel ball, Joe Spears. He was like, you know, you're gonna be a catcher in the future. Cause he put me behind the plate one time and I hated it, but this was when I was in like middle school. Yeah. I just absolutely hated it because like I hated running, taking off the gear, hitting that type of thing. And um, 
he just said, trust me, you're going to be a catcher. And then the second they called me in November to be a catcher, I called him first. And, and he like, immediately knew. The guy's a genius. The guy's obviously a genius. And was your high school baseball team just the most, like, the best team in the country? Because, you, like you said, you had 71 guys. You guys were playing in Cali. So everyone there probably throws 98, 99, just based off of my assumption. So were you guys just dominating teams? Like, were you guys beating teams, like, 15 to nothing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think one one time we ran it up to, like, 20-something to zero. And oh, like, my God. And that, I mean, that team was ridiculous. We could have beat any team that, that year in any high school level, at any state. Like, it was ridiculous. Did you have to write a letter to their team apologizing when you beat been 20? <laughs> <laughs> we probably should have, but it's a funny story. One of our, like, our ace, he was, he's just a guy that's always had fun playing baseball. And he's a guy that throws, like, say, like 78 to 80 miles per hour. And he just to do that card, went like 11 0, like one ERA. And like he didn't, he didn't really want to play baseball after high school, and uh, he just, yeah, he's his name's Vinny. He's he's a beast though. He, so like, you're, so you're telling me this kid threw 78 to 80 in California, which is just like, I mean, Tyler Glass now is from there, Giolito, all those guys are from California. So you're telling me yeah. that these that this guy threw 78 to 80 and just was the best pitcher in the in the, in the state. Yeah, it was like it was it was a cutter. So I, I don't know, like really in high school, people like people that young. I'm not that young. I'm like two years away from him but like yeah if they know how to hit like those cutters you know what i'm saying yeah because like, the cutter's not a really rare pitch thrown in high school true but he had that so i mean That's... it was nasty and like he was just talked about went through some ups and downs that year he lost his father so i think that's what brought it like our whole team close yeah but, yeah that's i mean that you credit to that kid just for yeah. also just probably just telling a shit ton of d1 scouts like fuck it i'm done i'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna be the best yeah. pitcher in the nation i'm just gonna be i'm just gonna quit so probably was honestly the best and, pitcher. and going into i mean so when you're in high school give us like a background on the best game you ever had like did you have a five for five game with like three nukes or what? what's the best game that cody freeman had in high school like the, the game the mona lisa game um i would say Probably like one game we're playing against one of our rival schools, Damien, and uh, we, we were up. I think I sc- we scored three runs that game, scored all three, hit a bomb, hit like a double, walked type of thing, made some plays at short. But it was just that that like game that like we needed a win, like like our standings first place was on the line type of thing. And we ended up like winning league that year, but like tying with them. So like that game was like super important type of thing. But um, I'd say that game. Because yeah, I'll take that. I didn't hit really like too many like bombs in high school. I only hit a couple, but um, that was one of the games that like scored all the runs, like made plays. Energy who's, was crazy. Who, who's like some guys that are big, big, big names now in the minors or major leagues that you kind of went up against in high school? Um, yeah, yeah, I would say like the guy. I'm sure you heard of Nick Ludolo. Yeah, um, yeah. I played obviously with my brother. Um, guys. Like Nick Allen, like oh, that SoCal class was just uh, my brother's 2017 year was yeah. just absolutely ridiculous. Like Hagen Danner, Nick Prada, like all those guys, like those SoCal guys were just insane his year. That's insane. So then you get drafted, like you mentioned. Uh, where did you have a draft party? Were you one of those guys with like packed house, uh, packed house, draft party, all that kind of stuff? I had like my close, like five homies. I had my grandparents, high school coach, and my, my parents over. And um, it was something I, I knew that was going to happen because they obviously called me. Yeah. And um, yeah, they invi- invited my close close people out. And uh, I was thrown in the pool right after I got the call. <laughs> Hell yes. Was well, What teams were in the mix? Like, what w- was, like, yeah, the Rangers, the number one team? 
they weren't no they weren't even in the top like top that i didn't even hear from the rangers if that makes sense <laughs> and it was, I was supposed to get drafted by the yankees mariners or uh, rockies and out of, out of nowhere the rangers came in called and i was like oh all right perfect. hell yeah yeah another oh, yeah. Texas, texas correlation yeah and, uh, yeah and everyone's everyone's cool here in this org yeah, no, dude, that org's unreal. I mean, Sam Huff. Who, who's like other guys that are like, in your in your opinion, like a Sam Huff type where just everyone's looking up to these guys that like these guys have kind of set the standard on how what it takes to be like a big leaguer that's a prospect right now? Yeah, no, there's, there's, there's I mean, I could name 50 of them, but some that stand out like Chris Seas, he's, he's a shortstop. Another guy, he's dealt with like two shoulder injuries, but um, he he's one of those guys that like, you know, like he's a big leaguer, like goes about his business, yeah. that type of thing. But uh, props to him because he went through like a couple surgeries, and um, yeah, you just know you like you know who's a big leader and who's like like not saying who's not, but you know who is a big leader. Like, you have one guy, I mean, that's just a freaking nature, dude. Is Josh Jung? Like, how nasty is yeah. this dude? Yeah, he. I mean, talk about his middle name should be just like raking. Like he's so he good. Yeah, that's all he does is hit, and uh, he's dealing with like. He had surgery a couple weeks ago on his foot. Yeah. So he, has, he hasn't been able to play uh, recently, but I think he's making his comeback in the next couple of weeks. And I know a lot of people are looking forward to that. But, yeah, dude, like, every game it's like, dude, are you going to get out? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I mean, you're right. I, I, I'll be honest, man. I hate guys like that because they make it look I, so easy. I was just going to say, like, it makes us, like, I mean, normal people feel like, uh, do we suck at this game? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's hard to compare yourself to that dude. But and that team you're on right now. Speaking of prospects, I believe you guys have like five of the top like thirty prospects for the Mariners on, or for the Rangers. Sorry, on that team is that team just a wagon? The team you're on right now? Oh yeah, we're something special. We we so like this year in minor league baseball, you play a team six times because COVID. Yeah. So we start off the season eight and zero, and like. It was like one of my buddies, Dustin Harris. He uh he got traded from the Athletics. Yeah, we're, we're roommates, and he like we we're driving home one night. He's like, "Hey, are, are we like that good?" I'm like, "Trust me, we are legit." Like, like this, like half of this group won the rookie ball championship in 2019, and that's like we like we're super talented. Like we're a talented group. Like you started off eight and zero, and then we won two here at home. So I think I think we're ten and two right now. No, I think you're eight and two. Is that right? Actually, down yeah, east. Yeah, down east. You guys are eight and two. No, yeah. I mean this team. I'm looking at the averages on your team. It's like you guys are just like playing BP pitchers. Like I, I just, <laughs> I look at the averages. Let me see, pull it up here. Three sixteen. I mean, you guys are a wagon of a team. So yeah. I mean, how where where do you kind of see yourself in that in that order and stuff like that? Are you are they putting you in the three hole, four hole? Like where are you where are you botting usually? I'm actually hitting the four hole right now, and. uh Ooh! Yeah, I've, not, I've never done it, but, like, the power, you know, the power's come a little bit, but I'm not meant to hit, like, just bombs every time. But, like, yeah, they put me in the four hole, um, and I'm working on my catching load right now. So, they're having me, like, catch, relax, catch, relax, catch, like, DH, catch. Like, it's just, since it's, I'm new to it, they're, like, not rushing me and catching me every single game, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I guess, especially with, with doing that, like, transition of, like, being a, a catcher and all that kind of stuff now. But what would you say is the hardest thing that you've noticed from this transition to become a catcher? Oh, definitely, like, taking care of your body. Like, you're la- if you don't, like – because my, my post-game routine is, like, tubbing, going to the cold tub. And if I don't do that one day, like, after catching, it's, like, 
like I can't even like get out of bed. Like, I, like my legs are like dead. <laughs> are you are, so are, are you firing leg day all the like when you're working out? Are you heavily incorporating legs just to make sure that oh, yeah. your legs are kind of like strong for that shit? What are you what are you squatting? It's not that like what we want to do. Like obviously we want to like a lifting program. So and they won't let us like squat stupid or like deadlift stupid. So I mean we just like more of a maintained thing if that makes sense. Okay, so you're I mean you're you're not doing that like NCAA video of like the Penn State like <laughs> defensive end squatting no, 650 pounds. No, I don't know how those guys do that. That's that's insane. Some of it those is videos it is impressive. It's it's very impressive, but. So, I mean, what's it like? What's the minor league facility you're at right now? Is it like a beautiful facility or is it kind of like the trenches you're grinding right now? No. So, like, in Kinston is where we're, like, our home stadium is down east. And they, they get, like, I've heard they got, like, minor league stadium of the, of the year, like, multiple times. Like, that stadium. Jesus. Like, that stadium's, like, so sick. But the area around it, it's not, like, the best. So, we live about, like, 20 minutes away in a city called Greenville. But um, other than that, the, the stadium's super nice. It's, like, yeah. a super and and the logo too, by the way. People listening, I mean, just tune into the logo. You want to talk about dynamite? I I, I love that logo. I don't know what it is. I think it's just absolutely an electric logo. It's so sick. It's so sick. You got to get a hat. I'll, I'll get you a hat. Yeah, get me. Are the jerseys fire too? I I'm not, yeah. I don't want the jersey, but I, I like the. I'm a big minor league hat guy, as you can see right now. I'm re- representing the friend of the show, Bryson Stott, fighting yeah. Phils. He's not there yet, but we'll see. But <laughs> I mean. Is are the jerseys fire? Is everything you got guys got going down there? Are the, is there fans showing up? Like, is it electric? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You say I like when we start off away on the road at uh, and they're saying North Carolina, it's like fifty percent capacity. Yeah, and I mean, I tell you what, but not fifty percent capacity. So <laughs> it's like there's. I mean, fans are happy that baseball's back. Let's put it that way. Well, that's just a little bit of a ricochet shot at me because I live in Toronto and we don't even have anything. I can't, I can't even go fucking golf right now. Everything's closed down here. I yeah, can't no, even... I heard that too. Like, we can't even get into Canada if that makes sense. Yeah, like, right? no, you guys can't do that. And I think, I don't know if this is teams in your league, but you you would have had an awesome opportunity to play against the Vancouver Canadians. I don't know if you guys play them, but so we're, uh, we were, our short A season team was going to, but obviously that's out now. Yeah, no, I don't think they go there. But you want to talk about fucking like, because obviously most of you guys are like nineteen to twenty, right? So that's legal drinking age here in Canada. So we've had stories of like, like guys just going after it after games yeah. in Vancouver. Because I heard it's electric. And do you guys talk about that in the system? Like, man, if you get a chance, like, go yeah. to Vancouver. It's like the sickest. It's the that sickest one in the town. Definitely was talked about right before like we broke camp in in twenty in twenty twenty when all COVID hit. Obviously, yeah. we didn't camp but like when we're about to everyone's like you go to spokane you need you need to go to vancouver that that type of thing like yeah no i, I it's just it's sick it's like a big league atmosphere it's like packed it's it's it, it's incredible i've heard a lot of good things about it and you're in like one of the most beautiful parts of north america in my opinion vancouver bc but uh no i mean and let's go into this year for you i mean obviously this year you're adjusting to becoming a catcher but how do you feel like that's affected your hitting because you're actually you're doing pretty well off the plate i believe you're hitting like at a 270 clip um so do you think that like having to shift a lot of your focus to catching, it's like, fuck man, I, I got a hit too. And all that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, no, that's definitely like a question. And like people ask all the time. It's like, so when you're catching out, it's a whole different ballgame because you're in, you're in it for the pitchers now. Like say you have a, like, I learned this from my first game opening night. It's, it was like, I've never gone over five, never struck out three times a game. I was like, I, that happened. I was like, over five, three K's my opening night. I'm like, Take a deep breath. I'm like, man, I gotta, I gotta go out here for these pitchers. You know, it's like you gotta help them because, like, if you show up like mopey and like sad or like pissed off, like they feed off that energy and like yeah. that kind of stuff. But like, 
all these pitchers have been coming up to me lately, like one by one, and then telling me like, "Hey, like we really like you behind the plate. Like keep it up. That 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 type of stuff." And like, because like they're always like helping me out too because I'm new. But like they all like really appreciate like the work I put in behind the plate type of thing because so like who, I'm a super energetic person. Yeah. So like I like it was like four nights ago. It's like Saturday night game. Struck the guy out, fist pumped to end the game, and dude was staring at me. We're going back. <laughs> We're going, we're going back and forth. Bench is cleared. Dude, I, and I'll, okay, I'll say this. If you're a guy that gets mad at the catcher or pitcher celebrating, you're a loser. Like, yeah. obviously, you weren't celebrating that you, like, the kid got out and the kid's yeah, a bum. Yeah, it's not like I fist pumped and said, like, F you, like, you suck. No, I was like, fist pumped, like, let's go. Like, because, like, it was yeah. a big game. We're down four to two in the bottom of the eighth, and, or top of the ninth. We scored three runs. And mind you, this is when we're five and oh. And next, we take the lead. It's five to four. And now they have a runner on first, bottom of the ninth, two outs. The dude that, that we struck out at the end hit a bomb, foul ball, and fat flip. Their whole dugout came out thinking it was a bomb. So <laughs> the, the tension was already there. And next thing you know, we struck out. I was like, yeah, and like, let's go. That's and incredible. then uh, he, like, turned 360, like, was staring at me. And, like, you know, words were chirped. And then next thing you know, like, the whole bench is pushing each other, that type of thing. But. How bad do you want to? Uh, how bad do you want to be a part of at least one minor league brawl? Because they're electric. I mean, we've had stories of Lansing Lugnuts, I believe, a guy like a center fielder, just came into center field and just knocked three dudes out, like just by himself, just was just Jeez. swinging on dudes, knocking dudes out. Apparently, there's a video on YouTube. I couldn't find it, but how yeah, bad like, do you want to be a little bit a part of a little bit of a scuffle in the minors? Just kind of get that under your belt. It's so funny because like all these guys in the clubhouse, like we're super close, and I always tell these guys just joking around. Like I'm never like super serious. I'm joking around. It's like. It's gonna brawl tonight, type of thing. Everyone's like, "Yeah, let's go. I'm in." Like, it's just to. like it's always talked about, but it's like it's like a jokingly talked about thing type of thing. It's not like I like seriously want to go like knock someone out. Like, if the tension's there, then like if something happens, yeah, like we're all ready. But like, it's not like a necessity. But like, it's always talked about. It's it's, it's hilarious. So, how close was like you guys to throwing legit punches in that like bench clear yeah, brawl after the game? Really intense. Like it was really intense. But like I think everyone was scared of doing that stuff because like. It was like first week, COVID, that type yeah. of stuff. Like it was more of like just a pushing, shoving, like that type of thing. But that's funny how you mentioned Lansing. That was the only minor league stadium I've been to. Beautiful to watch to watch my brother. Actually, the only time I went to go watch my brother was there. And that stadium's so sick. And that, that little city, that old town. Yeah. It's pretty sick. And then how you mentioned Bryce. Is that Bryson's team this year? No, Bryson's in uh high A for Jersey Shore, but he I think he's gonna be in the Phillies or the fight in Phil soon. They're moving him up a little bit slow, which I don't really understand, but yeah. Yeah, it's funny how you mentioned him. Like he he dated my sister, so it was like when you when you mentioned that, I was like, ah. <laughs> Wait, who's your sister? Her name's Haley. Haley. Freeman. Oh, okay. Never mind. Okay, I don't, I don't know your sister then. Okay, but anyways, I mean that's that would be a pretty good, pretty cool brother-in-law. That would be the <laughs> most insane Christmas dinner of all time. Bryson Stott, first round, the number three prospect. You got you a big prospect for the Rangers and your brother. I mean, I would hate to be at that dinner. I would be so intimidated. If I'm your cousin, I'm not showing up to that Christmas dinner. That's insane to me, bro. Jesus yeah, Christ. But she's dating. She's been together with uh, a catcher for University of San Diego for like two or three years. Super cool guy. He uh, he got called last year's in last year's draft for so and so amount, but he said no, wanted to go back. Same situation because he's like a COVID junior yeah. type of thing. So he's he's gonna get drafted this year, and uh, he'll be eventually in the minor league oh system. Oh my God! Pray for your cousins. 
his his brother so Shane McGuire's the my sister's boyfriend, the catcher yeah. for USD. And um her or his brother is the starting catcher for the Blue Jays, Reese McGuire. Yeah, I know Reese McGuire. I'm a big Blue Jays guy. And I so okay. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, you, that is bananas. Like a like a baseball circle if that makes You sense. guys could form a legit like double A, triple A contending team <laughs> with all your family members. That's, that's idiotic, bro. I mean, that good for you guys. That's actually incredible. I would just never show up to a family dinner ever. I would be the most I would be so embarrassed to even show face there. But no, I mean so we, we talk about, I mean, the Lansing Lugnut stuff like that. Is that when you kind of got a taste for what it's like, like what you, what you're going to have to encounter sooner than later is like that minor league lifestyle. Like, did your brother like ever tell you, listen, man, this shit is like a grind, bro. Yeah, no, we're eating shitty told, meals. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's told me that, that a lot, like it's a grind, like get ready type of thing. But my intention was like college, 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 just cause like, you know, I just didn't want to have mindset like, yo, I'm going to get drafted. I'm going to get drafted. Like, no, I was just whatever happens, happens type of thing. But um, yeah, I went to that series. It was like two week or a week before the draft, and it was like, hey, I, I mean, this is what it's like. Like, let's let's roll type of thing, you know. Yeah. Like, kind of more of a motivation. Like, man, this is sick, you know. Are you and you kind of you got chinsed last year? I mean, they did you dirty last year with not having a minor league season. So, do you feel like this year the fans are making up for it with like? the obnoxious drunkenness at the games or oh, are the yeah. fans getting after it oh yeah thursday thursdays especially it started off when we we're away on the road man i was hearing it behind the plate from some fans and it was it was, it was funny like i mean it, i'm not the type to like if fan says something like look at him talk back like no i just i laugh it off because like i feel like it's gonna be me in the future when i'm retired and having some cold ones with the boys you know what i'm saying yeah exactly you gotta tip so. the cow to it but the crazy thing is, is i i always say this to guys like you that are like younger you can't even have like after a game, the boys are, let's just say you guys are in like Greenville or just somewhere where yeah. there's a bar and you can't even go have a beer with the guys. Like you're just going to yeah. have to sit in the hotel and play MLB the show is this party. Like, man, this is like, this is hell. Like I couldn't even imagine like the guys are having a beer post game. Is there a lot of guys that are even legal on your team or no? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's some like tw- 23, 24, 22 year olds on yeah. the team, but uh, I'd say the majority is on the 20 year old side, but um. Yeah, it's just like I mean we're we like we'll play like we'll have like gambling nights type of thing, all that kind of stuff. So it's like it's not yeah. like super boring here. We're all okay. I mean that makes sense. Have you got a taste of the minor league lifestyle yet, man? I mean, what's like been your not your word like your funniest experience, but what's like the funniest story you have so far from your career where you're like, man, I can't even believe I'm here right now. Is yeah, fine. I started off my pro career in Arizona, over fifteen, and it was like. Why am I like I should have went to college like all all that kind of stuff and like I was like this is funny to me because like it's like damn because it's gonna happen to me again multiple times and and like the long run throughout the minor leagues and it just happened like I was like why me like to start off the like my pro career over fifteen I was like damn I, I stuck I I don't belong here you can look <laughs> that as a pro though because then you're not setting the standard too high for the team where you're going like let's just say you're you're literally like 13 for 15. Everyone's like, this guy's God, like this guy, I I, I expect this guy to hit 700 every single year, but uh, you're kind of, I mean, was it a big adjustment for you to go from high school pitching to like these big leaguers where these Dominican guys are throwing one Oh one. That was definitely the biggest adjustment. Cause like, obviously like in high school, you'll face a guy throwing like 90 to like mid nineties, like once in a blue moon, if that makes sense. So it's like, and even in the summer, like when I play with my travel ball team, we faced 90 a lot. Like, I never had a problem with it, but, like, seeing it consistently every single day, different pitches, better pitches, like, it was definitely an adjustment for sure. 
Yeah, it's just like you're going from facing high schoolers of, like you said, kids that have no aspirations of playing college or playing university or even going getting drafted, and then you go from to playing like a Juan Soto type when he's like 17, yeah, yeah, 17, sure. just mashing. Who's one prospect you've went up against where you're like, this guy's going to be a future superstar, like a Mike Trout kind of dude? Um, I haven't seen one of those like guys yet, if that makes sense, because like my playing career has been so like not like long if that makes sense yeah this is not like uh, not like someone that specifically like i'm like this is mike trout or like this is mike trout like someone's been talked about like mike trout like none of those guys yet if that makes sense yeah i'm assuming you'll, you'll see, see more guys like julio oh, rodriguez yeah, and all those guys going up and it's speed about julio rodriguez this guy is insane i don't know if you really i don't know if you know like who that is or just know yeah, him yeah, specifically we, we, but we played against him in spring training he is insane to me dude and mentioning spring training i mean what was it like for you to be at the big league kim and i believe you got you were hitting seven or six hole against the a's at one point this year is that correct yeah yeah sir what was that it, like uh, it was i mean that was my first big league spring training start and uh, i mean that i was just insane it was sick so many fans it's like you're starting playing against the a's opening lineup like matt chapman Mitch yeah. Moore, like all, all these guys it's like like it's obviously like one inning I just stood out there I'm like man this is like this is it like this is like the highest level I could be at like that type of thing like a starting like and I know it's spring training but like it was still like pretty like sick well yeah that's when you're kind of like well that's when in your mind you're you're pretty much saying this is this is the show like I, I got Matt Chapman on the on deck circle he might murder <laughs> me on the baseball he's disgusting <laughs> baseball he's unreal but what did you do that I mean who who were you who was on the bump of that game for the A's do you remember um, it was AJ Puck, big, oh big lefty, six, seven or eight, big lefty from yeah, like obviously That's, you know who you but, hate to see it. Have you hit? I only got your stats here. You haven't hit your first minor league nuke yet, have you? Or, or have you? Okay, you haven't. So, it, what's that? I mean, are, do you like picture right now? Are you? I'm just want to like. Are you picturing the bat flip that's going to happen for it, or what's going it, on here? It's going to be big. It's going to be, be a big, big one. It's gonna be known. Let's just put it that way. That's electric, and I'm gonna to try to get. I'm gonna get that post on all the minor league baseball sites for you. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get uh, my guys at MLB uh, or MILB page or whatever, like the the fan page posting it. We're gonna get like we're gonna get the Cody Freeman bat flip trending on Twitter for That's you. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be known. That's a one where like, I hit a bomb and start running. Like no, it's I'm gonna let them know. Have you came close? Like I, I, I oh yeah, yeah. I've been, I uh, like Arizona. I've hit a couple, couple off the wall, but like in spring training, I hit a couple. Obviously, they don't count in spring yeah. training. Yeah, it's it's coming. That's it. That's I, it's not like it's something I'm like super worried about either. It's like yeah, no, it's, it's gonna just, it's, it's gonna it's, happen soon. Do you find it crazy though that at the catcher position, um, guys don't really have that much expectations for them at the plate? Like you see a lot of big league hitters where they're catchers, but they're really good defensively and they're like hitting below their body weight. Isn't it crazy that like catchers are kind of exempt from being that competitive at the dish? Yeah, no, I, that's everyone told me that right away. Like all the like coaching staff and all that stuff. They're like, you know, you don't even have to hit like two forty now. It's like I'm like, I mean, you don't gotta tell me twice because like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a competitor type of thing. And like, it's like that was like the first thing everyone told me. Like not like first thing, but like everyone's told me that when you're catching now, it's like, like the the average of hitting catcher and like big side. I don't know, like low twos or something like that. And then you have Sam Huff, 
who just <laughs> enters the show and then hits 365 for no reason. This I that just and people didn't talk about that enough. The guy played in the show. I, I think he didn't play above high A, if I have that correct. I don't think he played yeah. double A. And he yeah. hits 360. The fact that that wasn't talked about is mind-boggling to me. This guy is a freak and he's nasty behind the dish, too. You should see this kid take me pee. It's like it's like I'm like a kindergartner looking up at like a, <laughs> what a what a savage. It's like the ball comes off the bat, just like like probably better than he would probably be in a category like top ten big leaguers of like how hard the ball comes off the bat in BP. He, and his swing like, is it goes so like, easy. It's like Stanton probably like Judge and there's like Huff right yeah. in the mix. Dude, his swing looks so easy too. It looks like he doesn't even give a shit when he's at the plate. It's insane no. to me. I hate guys like that. You but the second the second last thing I want to bring up is obviously you're looking at the schedule for minor leagues and all that kind of stuff. What's one city or town that you're that you've heard good things about that you're ready to visit? Yeah, Myrtle Beach for sure. Yeah, Myrtle holy Beach. shit. I've heard that place is super sick and uh they get a lot of fans and I just I've never been down there to the beach. I've never been to a beach down here on the East Coast, so be pretty sick to go down there. All right. So what's what's I don't know if I asked you this actually, but what's one pitcher in the in the Rangers org that you've kind of got close with that you're kind of like the catcher for? Like that's one guy when he's pitching, he's like, I need Freeman behind the dish yesterday. Who's one guy that you're the closest with? Um, I, I would definitely say like there's probably a couple, but um, one dude named Spencer Spencer Mraz. He uh, he's a big. He's probably taller than Sam. And probably, he's one of those dudes that's built like Sam. Like, he's huge, and his basketball is electric. And uh, me and him just have, like, a uh, like a bond, and, like, we know how to pitch the hitters, that type of thing. And, um, yeah, he, and he's a relief pitcher, though. Okay. But, yeah, yeah, one of the starters, probably a starter that would, like, be like that would probably be, like, a, like Dane Acker would be one of them. He's a, He was a fourth-rounder from the A's. We, we have a lot of A's guys. We have Dane Acker. Marcus Smith. Yeah, because of that Davis trade, right? Or the Andrus, David, like Chris Davis, was, Alexander trade. Yeah, it was that. And then there's Mike Miner that we gave away. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of guys like that, but that's but yeah, electric. I'd say the closest one would be Spencer. Yeah. We have like a little. Is there one pitcher that has such nasty stuff where you're kind of like scared behind the dish? You're like, I have no idea what's going to happen with this, like the break of this, like a Tyler Glass now type. Yeah. No, we have a, we have a pitcher, Josh Javier. He's, lefty uh i'm not sure i think he's i'm not too sure where he's from i, I think it's from he's from the dr but uh he's his tall lefty runs up to 99 and sometimes it's like is this ball gonna two things are gonna stay straight and it's like <laughs> it's like one of those guys like but he i mean he throws strikes his stuff's nasty but his fastball sometimes scares me that's incredible so this is the last thing i want to bring up here is kind of like what what are you kind of what are your goals going into this year like what what do you have specific like throw guys out of the dish like create a celebration after you throw guys like what's the specific goal you have yeah no a couple goals i mean i'm trying to um well i'm, I'm just gonna focus on where i'm at right now not to focus on like getting called up to high type of thing but like obviously not finish up the year in low a if that makes sense yeah um, but my goals this year is to become a better catcher learn the game more and um just help out my pitchers as much as possible um obviously hitting's hitting so I don't really have too many goals hitting. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna put up good numbers this year behind the, uh, in the in the box, but it's more like goal wise. It's more for catching, just to learn learn the game more. 
Yeah, it sucks, man, because like you're going up against guys that have caught their whole life, right? And you kind of got to just take it over just in like a five month radius. So I I couldn't even imagine the transition to that. Like I, I would just fold like a cheap tent if I was told like, listen, you're a, you're a catcher now. So credit to you for doing that, man. But yeah, and I'll say this: there's nothing more electric on the planet than throwing a runner out at second or third. I oh, feel no, like I've... I I feel like that's the greatest feeling in the in the world. I texted. I'm close with the big league catcher Jose Trevino and. And I, I texted him a lot and I was, I texted him. I was like, dude, throwing out a runner is better than getting like a, a double in the gap or something like that. And like, cause it's happened. I think four guys try to stole on me this year. I've gotten three. So it's Jesus. like every time, every time it's like, like, it's like a, it's a great feeling. Let's just put it that way. That's electric. But anyways, man, I mean, there you have it folks. And I'll say this, you, you better tune in for this guy's first nuke because this bat might not land. This bat might go to Toronto. I might catch this bat after he throws it in the air. But <laughs> it's a massive prospect for the Texas Rangers. I was excited. I, like I said, I've been grinding to get you on, trying to get you on. I'm lucky. I'm, I'm glad it happened. Cody yes, Freeman, man, thank you for doing this, brother. That was big time. I appreciate well, you. Of course. Thanks for having me, my man. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you.